0: Father we thank you for being God and not only being God but being a God who loves his creation especially us because we were created in the image and likeness of you and your breath is what gives us life and it's what makes us an eternal being as well because your breath is eternal And so, Father, as we open up the bread of life, your word, today is going to be a quite different day. So I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit is here among us, that he will work on hearts and minds and that we can understand these things and that we find a new way to share the gospel with those who may not otherwise hear it so father we pray for you to be powerful and might in that may we be challenged by what we hear may we glorify you and give you honor in everything that we do in jesus name we pray amen all right i don't have a particular bible verse or a place for you to turn to this morning like I normally do i'm going to be a little bit all over the place um, per se because you know what we don't always do it the same way every time. Jesus taught in a lot of different ways. He, he, he liked to use parables a lot. You remember those? He had all those parables. And like one time he talked about the parable of the sower and the soils. Everybody knew that it was an agricultural community that he lived in. Everybody had to grow things and harvest things to be able to survive. They didn't have Walmart or Kroger or any of your places to go to. It had to be provided by the people growing it and storing it and preparing it. And so they were very familiar with, with farming. And so as he tries to to take, and all a parable is, is an earthly story with a spiritual meaning attached to it. And he sat there one day and he told him. he said, you know, you go out and you... you sow your seed to grow things have you ever thought about how that there are different types of soils that some of the soil is as is just as hard as this floor is and you sow the seed and it just sits there and it can't penetrate it can't grow and you know what he says the first thing that happens is is that the birds come down and eat those seeds up because they have no root and place to grow. It's on the hard ground. And then he said that there's rocky, shallow ground where it springs up quickly, and then there's ground where it started growing but it wasn't prepared and kept up, and so the weeds grew up and it and the things choked out what you planted. But it takes good soil with tender care to bring forth a crop, and when it does you will be blessed with thirty 60 to 100 fold of these things and his disciples asked him and they were all familiar with that but they asked him and said what what are you teaching in parables and what's that mean and he he starts explaining those different soils that they was familiar with and how that the the good soil is one who hears the word of god that the seed is like the word of god and you go out and you sow it to forth to people and the good ground It grows and it produces fruit abundantly. But you're going to run across ground that's full of weeds too. That it starts to grow and it'll take effect. But the weeds will choke those things out. The cares of this world. And the same thing with uh, the rocky, the shallow soil. Boy, it'll spring up really quick. But it's not deep enough for the roots to go down. So when the sun comes out, it'll burn it up. And then he says that hard soil. And this is the one that scares me. the hard soil is like where they had the pathways for the animals and the wagons and the people to walk that goes around the fields and he said that wayside soil that's hard when when you scatter it and the wind takes it over to there it's so hard that nothing happens and he says that the birds come real quick and eat that up when they the birds when they see you sowing the seed they're always around because they want to steal it they want a free meal and this is why it scares me because he said what this means is that there are folks whose whose hardness of heart and life and skin does not allow the word of god to sink into it to take root at all they reject it immediately at the hearing and don't want anything to do with it and he said the birds represent satan that satan wants to come and snatch that away as quickly as possible you know why he doesn't want you to be saved he wants to keep you where you're at and since you are still not showing much interest he wants to pull that away from you as quick as possible so that it can't begin to take root he doesn't want to take the chance that underneath that exterior might be some ground that could be plowed and be fertile and grow up with good seed so right now I'm going to say a special prayer if you'll bow with me that there's no hard soil here today. And Father, we pray that everyone that is here today has been here because they want to hear your word and they want to learn about Jesus. And so Father, our soil, I pray that you've prepared the hearts, you've prepared the soils today to receive your word. And we pray that there is no room for the devil to be in this building that you are here with us where we are gathered together even two or three or more that you are among our presence and we pray that your presence here with us and your holy spirit that abides within us rejects the ability of satan to be here and to take over and to try to steal the word from any of those who would want to hear it today and we pray that those hearts are ready and we pray that the word the seed will be sown and that it will take root and be multiplied but in all things we pray for you to be glorified in jesus name amen so jesus taught in parables and he taught in many ways he taught in these ways that you could understand you know i want to i want to show you a way today that you might be able to teach and talk with people who otherwise wouldn't receive the gospel but this is a special way, and uh, you know, it was a, uh, it's, it's based around a song. There was a song that debuted in 1948, and it climbed the charts, and it was by a man named T. Texas Tyler, and he did this song called A Deck of Cards. And it was also cut by several other people like Tex Ritter, um, Wink Martindale, the guy that used to host some of the game shows, I even, as I was going through YouTube this week, saw Hank Williams Sr. did it for the Mother's Flower Hour back in 1951. And so this is a classic old song, but what the song is based about, one day I was visiting with Mike, and Mike shared this with me that it was one of his favorite songs. And when I heard it, I said, I'm going to do a lesson on that one day. And so today's that day. As promised, I'm going to try to deliver it to you. This song is about a young man. He's in the war. World War II. It was done in '48, So World War II has just ended. And so all of these young folks has come back from the war. And this is a story about a young man who was in the war. He was in North Africa. He was on tour. They had been out in the field for quite a while. They finally came to a little town in Northern Africa called Kasina. That they could rest for a week before they had to go out again. And the next day was the Lord's Day. And so the church was opened up. And this young man and most of the men came to worship God. They were thankful that they were still alive. And that, the, that they could continue to go on and then go home after the war. And so he goes in and the first thing the preacher does is like what I usually do. Is tell you to open up to uh, something in your Bibles. Well this young man he's been out in the field and he doesn't have a bible so what he does is he takes out his uh, deck of playing cards and he begins to go shuffling his cards and then laying them out on the ground and as the preacher's going through the lesson when he's about halfway there the sergeant notices that his private has all of these cards spread out and he goes over and he reprimands him and he says put those cards up you don't need to be playing cards in church so the young man obeys and he starts pulling the cards up and afterwards that sergeant was so mad that he arrests him and takes him to the provost marshal and presents him there and says i want to turn him over to you to be incarcerated and the provost marshal said well what's the charges against the young man he said he was playing cards in church and he said really he said yeah he said young man can you explain yourself and he says sure I can if you will indulge me and if you will allow me to do it. And he said, This is what I was doing. He says, I don't have a Bible out in the field. Now, whether he had lost it or whatever, he was a young man who knew the Bible, who had the knowledge of it, but he didn't have a Bible with him in the war. And he says, I have used this deck of cards to remind me of the things that I know and that I've heard and I've studied. And it keeps me focused on God. So he said indulge me and allow me to show you why I had my cards spread out. And he drew his first card. And he said take the ace for example. When I pull out the ace I see one spot. And I know that in most of the games that ace represents the highest card in the deck. So when I see the ace it reminds me of God. That there is one true and living God and that he is over all and he is in all and he is the one in whom I live and move and have my very being so whenever I am sitting here and you ask me for the Bible to be brought out this is all I have and it reminds me of God and the suits there are four suits in a deck of cards there's the hearts the diamonds the clubs and the spades he said Ace of hearts is my favorite because hearts reminds me of the love of God. Hearts reminds me that this one God loved his son, but he also loved his creation enough that he gave his son as a sacrifice for my sins. And that love of God is precious and it motivates me to worship him. He said, of course, the ace of clubs kind of reminds me that God is also a just God. And that he will punish those who do not accept his gift of love. His righteousness and justice is also parts of his integrity and who he is. Ah, the ace of diamonds. It reminds me that God gives me all the good and perfect gifts in my life. Just like Jesus Christ. That he is the one through whom all of my blessings flow. And then that ace of spades. It reminds me that God is honest his word is true and he calls a spade a spade or sin a sin so to speak and so he it allows me to know that he is truth and that i need to take it for what it says and not try to change it and then the young man reaches into his pocket and he draws out the deuce and he says the deuce the deuce reminds me of many things first and foremost it reminds me that there was two covenants that there's the Old Testament and the New Testament that the Bible is broken down into but it also reminds me that man has two choices that man has an eternal soul and so you either have the choice of accepting Jesus Christ that gift of God for your salvation or you can reject him that Jesus always taught that you had these two choices and he put it in different ways like there are two roads one path is wide. It's the rejection of me and many will take that path and end up in destruction because there's also two destinations for the eternal soul. There is a heaven and there is a hell and Jesus taught that. And he said that wide road is, leads from the choice that rejects me and it leads to hell. But the narrow road with the narrow gate is a choice that leads to life because you accept me and it leads to heaven to where I'll be with you in all of your days. And then he says the next thing I do is I take out my tray card, the three. And when I pull out the three card, I think of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity of God. And so it reminds me that all three of these play a factor in my life that God is... Is God over all, and that He sent His Son who died for me, and that is my propitiation for sins. And in the Holy Spirit, it says, when Peter taught that sermon in Acts chapter 2. And they said, what shall we do? You've crucified the Son of God. And he said, repent then, change your mind of these things and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so when I obey that, then I have the Spirit within my life. It says that he comes within me and he abides in me and that he seals me and keeps me sealed until the day of redemption. When Jesus comes back again. And so when I pull out my three card. It's that I am worshiping God through the Holy Trinity. And then he says the four card. I pull out the number four card. And that reminds me of the gospels of Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those four gospel accounts tells me everything about his birth about his life about his teachings and about his death on the cross for me so whenever i see that four card i think about the four gospels of my lord it talks about his miracles his healing that we've been praying for on a lot of folks it talks about how his provision like that ace of diamonds is the provision of where when everybody was gathered together and there was five thousand men not counting women and children they were sitting there and jesus had compassion and said it looks like they're hungry what do we got to feed them and the disciples said we ain't got nothing lord and it would take a year's worth of wages to try to feed all these people won't you just send them home and he said no check out there's got to be something and and Andrew, you know, he was a minister. He he was always called Simon Peter's brother. So here's a man who never got credit for himself and who he was. He was always in the shadow of his brother who was out on the front. And But Andrew noticed things. Maybe that's your ministry is to notice things and to use those to help out with something. And he noticed that one boy came with five loaves and two fish. And he said, Lord, I did see this. We've got one young boy who brought five loaves and two fish. But what is that among so many? And the Lord said, watch and see what I can do. And the Lord offered that up as a blessing before God. And when he began breaking those off and they passed it out, they picked up 12 baskets full of food from that. So whenever I think of the four of hearts, I think about the Gospels and everything that's in it and how that applies to my life and what it means to me and then when i flip over the five card ah (laughs) five cards i didn't even realize that the lord had led me to the parable of the virgins a couple of weeks ago in preparation for this but that five card reminds me that i need to be ready today right now in my life to meet christ because The five card to me represents those five virgins who had their oil lamps full and their wicks trimmed and they were ready for that wedding feast when the Lord came. He had said in in the chapter before that about five times, be ready you know not the day nor the hour that the Lord may come into your life. Five of them didn't have their lamps trimmed, they didn't have oil in their vessel, they were not prepared and ready, so when the Lord came, they were shut outside, they came back a little later saying, Lord let us in, we should be here, we were a part of the party we thought, and he said, I don't know you, you're going to have to wait, I can't open the door, it was like we talked about a couple weeks, or last week with the ark, that there was one door and when the Lord shut it, it was done, and the the judgment came and there was no more going into the ark only those eight souls who went on the same parable is taught with the parable of the virgins that five were ready and went in and the door was shut five didn't and they wanted to come in and he said it's too late and i never knew you so the young man said the five card reminds me that i always need to be prepared i need to be in christ and i need to be right with my lord and then he said i'm going to draw the sixth card the sixth card reminds me of the power of god because in six days this earth was created and everything that was in it even man and so in This reminds me of creation. It reminds me that he's the God over all and in all and how powerful he is. And it also reminds me that as man I am created in the image and the likeness of God. And it says there that he did that. And then I pull out the seven card. And you know the seven card goes with the six card kind of like peanut butter does with jelly. And if you're like me, I like to mix peanut butter with honey or Cairo and put that on a on a piece of bread with an egg (sighs) anyway i digress the seven card goes with the sixth card because after those six days of creation it says on the seventh day that god rested from everything that he did you know why god rested because everything was done everything was done that needed to be done for man and the earth to take over and to go and so you know why God said you need to take one day of rest every week at least six days you might work but take out one day because you need to step back and look at everything God's done in your life this week how that he did and prepared everything that there is for you in grace and that's why he said you stop and know that I am God, and you take a moment to think about the week that you had and prepare for the week that you're going to have. And we do this on the first day of the week now in the New Testament. That's why we're here today. To worship Him for who He is, the great creator and life sustainer, but also the blessings that He's gave us through the week and that we're going to have in the week to come because we're in Him. And we're taking that time to worship Him. And then after that we get to the eight card. <laughs> I like this eight card. Eight card reminds me of grace. And it reminds me of salvation. Because it tells me in Genesis chapter 6 that eight souls entered into that ark. That there was Noah and his wife and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. And it says that those eight souls entered into the ark. And by the grace of God, they were brought through the judgment that was to come And set out into life afterwards. And you know we have a New Testament commentary on this grace of God. That applies to you and I. It's in 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 20 to 21. Where it tells that in the days of Noah God was long suffering and patient. While the ark was a preparing. Wherein few that is eight souls were saved by water. And then he says this the like figure whereof baptism Does now also save us. That it's not a putting away of the filth of the flesh. It's not that you're taking a bath. But it's the answer of a good conscience before God. In other words it's what Jesus asked us to do. Before he ascended. It's asked what we teach. It's a figure of that ark. That when they climbed in. They were safe and secure and sealed. And when you come into Christ. It's the same thing. And he says that same thing by trusting in that like they trusted that that brings you into christ and so the eight card reminds me of the grace of god and it's very precious in my sight and then the ninth card oh the nine spot the nine card reminds me of not only healing but thankfulness it reminds me that i need to be thankful as I praise God for all of the things that goes on in my life. You remember Jesus one time came across ten lepers. And the ten lepers, Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priests. Because you, you're going to be healed. You see, a leper wasn't supposed to be around anyone. But if, and they've been recorded in this book. You go back to Leviticus and the priest had a book. And if you caught leprosy, your name went in that book. And you weren't allowed to be a part of worship services or different things because people could contract what you got. It it could spread. And so to do that, they were off by their own and they had to holler out, I'm unclean, I'm unclean, don't get around me. Well, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest because he's going to inspect you and you're going to be clean and he's going to cross your name off of the list of unclean and put you into the list of clean again. And as they were going to the priest, all of a sudden they started noticing that the leprosy was gone. They had been healed. They were now cleansed. One of those lepers came back. And he fell before Jesus and he worshipped him and he thanked him for healing him. And you know what the Lord said? (laughs) Were there not ten of you? Where's the other nine? (laughs) I just got a cold chill, Johnny. That nine card reminds me that I need to be thankful. And not only do I need to be thankful for what all the Lord does for me and my family, but he kind of expects it, doesn't he? Where's the others? Did they not find it worthy to come back and to thank me? Are you the only one? And this guy, it says, was a Samaritan, which wasn't really thought of to be one of the good guys like they were, but the good guys went and never came back. The Samaritan came back. So the nine card reminds me that God wants me to be thankful. That he wants me to praise him for what he's done in in my life. And then we get to the ten card. It's the last of the spot cards. (laughs) The ten card reminds me that I need to be obedient. Because it reminds me that God gave the ten commandments. And he gave those things to them. And it's carried over now into the New Testament through Christ on most of those things. And it reminds me that God wants me to be obedient. And it's not because he wants me to not have fun. And it's not because he wants me to be dull and boring. It's because he wants me to enjoy life. And to have an abundant life. Think about some of those commandments. That the Jews knew that they meant that God loved them. Because he gave them to them. Think about this. If the world obeyed some of these things. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy brother. Now you take just those three. Do you like it when people lie about you? When people bear false witness and try to get you in trouble and they spread rumors and they're derogatory and they knock your character down and you go around and you hear what everybody's been saying and where did that come from? Do you like a character of you being assassinated by somebody no it's not very pleasant is it do you want to lay your head down at night and know that no one's going to break into my home and that no one's going to try to steal or to kill or to do any of those things to me or my family you see god provided those things so that we might have life and we might have it abundantly and that if we would practice these things and if the community practices these things how much better life would be so the 10 card reminds me that i need to know and be obedient to the word of god (laughs) now we come to the first of the face cards the jack now in the song that the young man was explaining to the marshal he used that for the for the devil i'm i'm going to take liberty and use something else for him i looked up and googled what does the jack mean well there's a long history that goes back to knights and then to knaves that they were called you scurvy knave back in back in the like 1600s and then it went to jacks and a jack was a male just like A male donkey is called a jack, you know what. Uh, You've got also a knave was a servant, usually a servant to royalty or to the king. And so now I've got a whole different picture when I look at the jack because I think of being a servant to my Lord. You know, when Jesus came, he gave me an example for that. The very night that he was going to be taken captive and then beaten and go to the cross, he washed his disciples' feet. And he said, I leave this as an example for you that I come to be a servant and to serve and not to be on a high horse and for you to be the same way. And I leave you for that. And did you know that in John chapter 12, when he's talking to his disciples, he says, I am a servant and my servants that serve me will go where i go they will follow me to where i'm going to be and my father will give them honor you want to be with jesus you want to be honored by god the father become a servant of his the jack reminds me that i am nothing more than a servant to my lord and savior jesus christ then come to the Queen. The queen, he said, reminds me of Mary, the mother of the humanity of Jesus. Because you see, Jesus as God, when he was in heaven and he didn't say, I need to stay here and be worshipped, but I'm going to come to earth in the likeness of a man so that I can die. Deity can't die on a cross. So there had to be humanity come to this earth to do that, and God chose mary out of all of the young ladies to do that when the angel gabriel came to her that day and said blessed art thou highly favored of god he has looked upon you and chosen you to be the mother of the one who will be called the most high god she was humbled at that and so this reminds me of the virgin birth That was prophesied in the Old Testament. Came forward in the New Testament. Because God keeps all of his promises. And my Lord and Savior was born on that day in Bethlehem in Judea. And he is the Savior of the world. And that he had to be born. And you know what? God has allowed all of us to become parents. And you know what the greatest thing that a parent can do? is just as she bore the one who would become the the son of god we get to bear children and teach them about the lord so that they can be children of god as well and that's what this card reminds me of also is my responsibility as a parent to teach my youngsters to become a child of god then we come to the king The king card, the stately card, it represents my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and he is the one who is going to come again. You know, it says in John chapter 12 also that he came riding in on a donkey. And it says there that here comes your king, O Jerusalem. He's riding in on the colt of a donkey just as it was talked about by the prophet Zechariah in chapter 9 verse 9 here is your king and then It says in several places that he is the king of kings and that he is the Lord of lords. It says in Revelation chapter 19 that when he gets ready for that final judgment day to come and he slams the devil and he slams sin and he takes all of that away and he's going to take all of us to be with him for eternity in heaven where there is no more sin, there is no more death, there is no more crying, there is no more tears, there is no more cancer, there is no more temptation, of sins it says in chapter 19 that he puts on his white robe and he gets on his horse and he comes down to wage war and it says written on his thigh is this name that declares who he is it says king of kings and lord of lords and all of the kings of earth who think they are something will bow down before him and he will conquer them all so the king card reminds me of my king And that my king is coming. And that he's going to take me to his kingdom one day. Now, I told you that I saved a special card for that one that we battle against. You know, almost every deck of cards you buy has a couple of jokers in it. (laughs) This one here, I pulled it out. It's got little money signs on it instead of like a heart or a club. Isn't that just the way that the devil is? He tries to lure you in with something that he thinks will be appealing to you. There's that joker (coughs) giving you this symbol of money and prosperity and all he is is a liar and a thief and trying to steal that seed away from your heart that the sower is sowing from the word of God and trying to divert your eyes and tempt you with something else. I don't know about you, but I don't like dealing with the devil i get a pack of cards and i get ready to start to do something and get ready to shuffle them and deal them you know what i do first thing i find these guys and i throw him out i don't want nothing to do with him you know why because the lord says greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world and if you resist the devil he will flee from you and so i want to resist I want to find him I want to toss him out and away from me I want no part of that I don't want any of his lies I don't want his birds coming and stealing the seed from me or my family or any of you so I tossed that card out well at the end of all of that the provost marshal looked at the young man and with tears in his eyes he said you may go you're free to go because he understood now why the the young boy had that deck of cards with him and i hope that you can see and understand today that you can teach the gospel with anything and that is a very easy way the way jesus taught with the parables you can take that and use the progression i didn't really i just would glance at something to start but just knowing what the two the three the four and everything meant you, you can use that through your mind to speak the word of God and to teach people about salvation and to teach them about Jesus. But as our worship team returns and we get ready to close out then today, I want to ask you a question. If life can be viewed kind of as like a, 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 the game of cards for some reason, if we use that as a parable or analogy like the sower... I want to ask you a question today and I want to be serious with the question. What hand are you holding? Most people get dealt a hand. But you see in life it's all about choice. We get to choose the cards that we have in our hand. What cards are you holding? What choices have you made to say that these are the cards that I'm holding? If you're holding the ace king queen jack 10 what you're basically saying is is i believe that there's one god (laughs) i believe in his son jesus christ who died for my sins that he was born of a virgin and came to this earth that he was a servant and he did the will of god when he went to the cross he prayed not my will but thy will be done he was a servant and he left me that example to do his will and not mine in this life and then if you're holding the 10 card that was the card of obedience to the word of God so if you believe in those first four things in God and Jesus in his virgin birth that he was the son of God and he died on the cross for my sins if I add that 10 card to the list and I make the choice to be obedient to that as a couple of the scriptures that we've read today i believe and i obey and i'm washed clean then you're holding a royal flush they call it you know what's great about a royal flush nothing can beat it can it (laughs) if you've got a royal flush i don't care what anybody else i don't care what satan tries to take before god up there like he did to job and say you know but what about this what about this if you're holding the royal flush he'll say case dismissed he's got a royal flush he beats you joker if you're not holding a royal flush though you know what card you really got in your hand i don't care what you think you've got you've really got the joker because remember that that two card said that there's only two choices and two ways and so if you're not holding the royal flush you're left holding the joker and it's not going to be no joke he, he's lying even about calling himself a joker because the joke would be on us. I pray that no one leaves here today holding anything but a royal flush. Let's pray. Father, I pray that your word has been clear. I pray that it is sown into hearts who are receptive. And I pray that each and every one of us will always choose to be holding the royal flush believing in you your son as our savior and being obedient to the word and i pray that we will remember this and we will be challenged by it and we will be the ten card and be obedient in the name of jesus we pray amen